Welcome to Geek's Corner. I'm Mr. Daps. I'm Katie. I'm Jenny. Yes, you are. How is everybody tonight? Good. She's like Good. nodding my head. I was just going right. to nod. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it's a wonderfully cool evening here in Southern California, which is very nice because it was warm this weekend. But uh, <laughs> It was very warm, but uh, we have got a lot to cover tonight uh, from the news that came out of the Walt Disney Company's earnings call for the third fiscal quarter earlier today. Muppets Now. What else are we talking about? Um, Howard, XR's new Howard. film. All of that fun stuff. And if you would like to join into the conversation, Jenny, what should they do right now? They should go to Twitter and they can hashtag Geeks Corner. Or they can go to this YouTube video and comment live. And occasionally, Mr. Daps gets fancy. And I already and see people commenting. Comment. So thank I've been you waiting for you to do it. Like as I like. Oh, I didn't look. have one that I was like just jumping <laughs> at. Like the Mary Penguin said, "Hey, everybody, does that count?" There you go. <gasps> Hi. Yes. So we're we're glad that you guys are all here tonight, and uh, it is going to be a fun night. Uh, but let's start things off with, um, I'm going to mix up the order a little bit, just to, to start <sighs> off with news, um, which is that uh, Disney had its earnings call this afternoon. And what came out of it is we learned that Disney did not make as much money as they probably hoped at the beginning <gasps> of the year, but it was no surprise. No way. So their stocks really haven't been hurt today. But the parks alone lost, was it $3.5 billion? Yes. Um, close to was it five billion dollars total that they've lost uh this yes. this quarter lots of money going um not where they wanted and uh it was interesting because i thought um when bob chapek kind of shared a little bit about the trends going on at walt disney world where people aren't showing up as much as they thought they were going to um but they're still barely making money it sounds like whatever that means and 50 percent of the people going to walt disney world right now are from out of state Mm -hmm. Did you guys That's catch that? That was interesting to me, yeah. Because those are the kinds of things you don't usually hear from Disney. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is concerning. <laughs> that 50% of people are coming from out of state. Um, because um, people shouldn't be traveling for theme parks right now. Uh, I, I, I'm not a huge, like, people should be going to theme parks anyway right now. Um like it, it just the whole idea of it kind of makes me uncomfortable but then the fact that 50 percent of the guests are traveling from out of state like that's a whole other contamination issue that's a travel issue that's a safety issue when they get back home um that to me was super concerning <laughs> like i saw that and i was like oh my gosh like uh i mean you see that there are people that are living their life and doing doing the dream you know uh it's it's cool um but it's like i don't know i'm, I'm making a lot of noises because like that uh to give you a, a frame of reference and i'll just i'll bring this up we went to taste of calico on sunday someone got too close to me and i cried like that's how well i'm doing about covid like someone literally got within six feet of me and i cried like, and I, I know it wasn't be like, oh, surprise, Katie cried. But no, like, legit, I was so stressed out. And I was like, ah, like, please stay six feet away from me. Um, but yeah, that's just, I'm just freaked out. Because, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. 
Jenny, what do you think um, about it? Um, I like. It. I agree with Katie. Like, it's not. It is kind of concerning, but it's. I don't think it's surprising. I think mm -hmm. people so desperately want to go. Like, one of my friends went. So, and he was somebody who quarantined before it was a rule. Yeah, like before it was like well, legit. So I was like, it kind of shocked me that he went, but also at the same time did not. Well, and that is the interesting thing is most so. of the people that I know um, that have gone or are going in the near future have quarantined beforehand and basically have been some of the people that haven't gone anywhere for the last four and a half months. And now they're picking up and going to Florida. And I, and I think it's very uh, interesting to see that trend happening. And it, part of me is like, well, I guess they're not going to be carrying anything there and they're not going to see anybody when they get back. So it's really them that they're uh, that they're risking, but it's it's a risk still. And and to me, the risk isn't in the park. The risk is in the the flying to get to the park. It's in fact, I, it's, I was talking to a friend today and we were talking about like, you know what? It looks like they're doing a good job at point A. They They look like certain airlines are doing a pretty good job at point B. But getting there in Orlando at that airport for that whatever hour and a half till you get your baggage and go to the magic kingdom or wherever it is you're going that's the point that concerns me just looking at at social media um so it'll be i mean and if it's concerning all of us and it's conversations and we're in this as close as you know i think we're more attuned to what's going on than most people and um if it's concerning us and it's concerning most of the people i'm seeing cover this i i'm not surprised that uh, the flights are a hang up for people going to Walt Disney World, which is what they're attributing the lower numbers for. Um, I am, I'm, I'm moderately surprised that 50% of people still are coming from out of state, but I do wonder how many of those are surrounding states like Georgia. That's what I was and, thinking. And um, um, like South Carolina and like the people that can drive down pretty well, easily. Even from the Midwest, it's not a super long uh, drive. Like we've got friends that live in St. Louis that do the drive and, uh, um, I was going to so, say, one of one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the hosts grew up in Illinois, and their parents, for some reason, insisted on driving down, even though it was a ridiculously long drive. Yeah. And, and you know, we, I think we all done crazy fun things like that. <laughs> um, it's an adventure that you remember. And and this is a very unique time in the parks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the risk, re the risk and reward um, question you have to ask yourself as you're looking at this. And uh and honestly, that's up to each person. I'm never going to tell them they should or they shouldn't because at the yeah. end of the day, it's up to them. But uh, it, it's it's definitely huge question marks as we're looking at this. I'm like, huh. And um, it, it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I've noticed that the numbers have been trending the right direction in Orange County in Florida for the last two weeks. But that doesn't mm -hmm. mean the rest of the, the state's doing super well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what these numbers do in the future. and. Um, it looks like Disneyland Paris and Shanghai uh, Disneyland are doing really well in terms of their phased reopenings. And, um, and so I'm curious to see how that progresses as well. Uh, the other big or one of the other big things that came out of the earnings call today was the news that Mulan will be sent straight to Disney Plus if you want to spend basically $30 to see it. And I was doing some uh, research before this and one member of the media reached out to their uh, press rep and I don't really cover movies that much so I, I'm not 
completely uh, connected in this realm. But according to them, once you've got it, you've got it. So it's not a rental for, for 24 hours or something. It would be a you spend $30 and then you have Mulan, which to me is is that that makes me intrigued but um let's let's say we don't know that's for sure because i can't guarantee that yet because it hasn't come straight from disney's mouth uh what do you think of 30 dollars for a first run movie we'll call it okay here's the thing if you say say your household has multiple people in it all of you were to buy a movie ticket to go see this in theaters. This is cheaper. If you are going to watch this alone, I don't feel... If you do get to keep it forever, then the cost is justified. But if it's a rental and you are the only person watching it, I don't feel the cost is justified. But this does not mean people should throw parties to watch it. I agree completely. Because, again, yeah. as I said earlier, we are in a global pandemic. Just throwing that out there, just throwing that information into the world. So don't call up your 10 closest buddies and say, we're all going to watch Mulan tonight. Come bring a snack, you know? <laughs> okay. Jenny, what do you think? Um, I'm not a super movie person to begin with. Like, you know, you know, it's pretty rare that you even get me to go to the movies with you guys, like for the big <laughs> things. Like, hey, true. Jenny, want to get them? Like, no. um, we always invite I you because we love you. You do, and I, it's very much appreciated, but for the most part, I'm like, no, I'm probably working. But, <laughs> so for me, like, to, exactly, if it's, even if I did get to keep it forever, but it was just me, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would wait until, like, because it'd be cheaper to buy later. Like, well, and yeah. it'll be interesting, because it is going to, wherever there are theaters at opening, it's going to. I don't know if that includes the drive-in theaters, which I, I think could be very interesting um, because that would be super cool. I would um, love to see it at a drive-in. Yeah, and um, I actually think 30 is probably a reasonable price from a I'm sitting in an office at Disney somewhere trying to figure out what we should do to release this film because you really can't go... Like, 1999 seems underselling it to me because, you, you know, if we go to... The theater is between what 12 and 50 or 12.95 and 16 dollars so that's a ticket and a half and that just doesn't yeah. seem reasonable i'm gonna assume they went with the assumption that at least two people would be watching a movie together like mm -hmm. just that would be normal and so then 30 makes exact sense because that's basically two tickets um in southern california theaters which corporate disney is at and um I still think they're going to take a major loss off of what they potentially could have gotten in the major, you know, in the theaters. Um, one for the people that go back and see it more than once. Now, if you can watch it more than once, if that works out, like that's not going to make them extra money that way. Um, it could make them extra money if people sign up for Disney Plus and then spend the extra thirty dollars. I guess um, if they stick with Disney Plus and you get that monthly fee coming in of $6.99 until it adds up and, and makes it up. But it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they quantify it for um, writing it up or down at the end of the day. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting is they flat out got asked about uh, future movies and Bob Chapek said, well, this is for this movie and we'll see what happens in the future, <laughs> um, which I think was a very 
smart way that wasn't so smart maybe to just be like we're deciding this right now and who knows what's going to come in the future because i think nobody can predict right now what's I mean, the way everything's gone everyone's flying by the seat of their pants like oh, totally no one no one has any idea what's going to happen today tomorrow like next week um and so i think that even if they had a plan for what's going to happen like say Probably the next like say black widow if they had a plan for what's going to happen to black widow i think that even if they announced it and said this is going to happen to black widow something may happen in like three weeks and they're like uh scratch that do so you think this means that they think black widow has bigger potential didn't they delay black widow to later this year yeah but do you think the fact that they're like i don't know that theaters will be open by then but do you think mm -hmm. they the fact that i don't know I think it's just because it did did Mulan get a delay date? I don't remember. Um, it got two delay dates, and then they gave up on it. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's just because they had gotten past it far enough. They were like, uh, "We just need to do something." Um, I think that. But Black it was the Widow... same month as as Black Widow. Is, yeah. is why I'm fine. It like that's where I'm kind of going. I think they think they're going to make more money off Black Widow than Mulan since there's they're kind of sacrificing Mulan to Disney. Which Plus. also like super bums me out because Mulan deserves uh, a really good theatrical release and Mulan like Black Widow is great, um, but Mulan has been important representation since the 90s and I think it was going to be a really important live action remake and I think a lot of people are really looking forward to it. And things like this worry me because um, I feel like sometimes they're like, well, we didn't see the profit come back that we wanted, so it wasn't a justifiable market. And that's just not the case. Like, there's a, again, there is a global pandemic. <laughs> well, I actually think the global pandemic will completely save Mulan from ever having that conversation um, because no matter what happens, they're going to say, we actually can't quantify this because there was a global pandemic. We didn't do the marketing we would have done. It didn't get released the way it was going to be released. And we just had to get it out there because people really want it and the representation thing. And I think all of those together is probably um, part of the reason they're throwing it out there. I think Black Black Widow is getting released still in the theaters. And it's, it's exactly right, Mary Penguin, because it's part of the uh, MCU. And it's not just about one movie. It's about the bigger follow-ups and they want to um i, I, I think also, it's go ahead i was also gonna say that i don't think that marvel would let them do this like I'm pretty sure I at think the end that of the day though bob jpeg gets to decide oh i'm sure that bob jpeg does but i'm sure that if they said hey this is our plan marvel would say mm, no please don't yeah i don't think they have that much power i, I, I think I, I think bob Iger at the end of the day is probably the one that's that's playing the, playing this behind the scenes um i cannot imagine them saying no to him i maybe okay but. i'm just saying that marvel is very particular about their cinematic universe and yep. i'm i'm sure it wouldn't say it wouldn't be marvel saying no it would be a discussion mm -hmm. like can we just call anyway. them real quick and find out on the show? Yeah, I'll, just, anyway, I'll call Kevin up right now. Let's like, call the Bobs. Yeah. Let's call Kevin. Let's do yeah, a little let's get a big. We can have 10 people on here. Yeah. So I feel like we should just I think you're in. absolutely correct. Did you, did you email them the link? 
Did they did they yeah, get I'll it? Get, I'll get right on that. Okay. I, I texted it, but you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think at the end of the day it's all about the numbers and uh and it's it's trying to make lemonade out of a lot of lemons right now and uh whatever that algorithm is, I'm sure there was a very interesting set of meetings that came to this decision. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, this weekend, Muppets Now came to Disney Plus, and we did a live stream of us watching it for the very first time uh, with Katie and I. And uh, um, then Jenny watched it last night. Is that what you did? I did. I watched it at like 2.30 a.m. That's the best time to watch the Muppets, isn't it? Which is like my prime time for watching something and paying attention to it. <laughs> and what AM. What'd you think of it? Um, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than I anticipated. Like I kind of liked that it was very like current with the mm -hmm. whole like starting off with like, oh yeah, like I text everyone that like you're putting out this year, you're putting out the show. And it was like all these like fun windows. It kind of reminded me of like Dear Evan Hansen with like the mm. scrolling, like social media, like on the stage and stuff like that. I like how it was kind of very fast paced and um, just kind of went from segment to segment. And I did not expect it to be that. I thought it was going to be more Linear. Know, official, like late night talk show, like where it was like, and now we'll do this segment and now we'll do this segment but it was really like here's my angry email that you put out my show without my approval and like <laughs> which you know, was great gets mad. <laughs> as she should um katie what'd you think about it i really enjoyed it um i think that uh and i talked about this on the live stream uh because i watched them up it's at 10 in the morning uh which is it's a lot for early morning and I hadn't had coffee and I hadn't eaten yet. Uh, so I was like, okay. That lot means of you yelling. liked it at all. <laughs> True. You got a point. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I think it is the true spirit of the Muppets, but it did have that um, quality sometimes that happens with improv where you're like, uh, this scene could have ended like two minutes ago and it's still going. Um, but that's just the nature of improv. Uh, and it's sometimes you just need to wrap up the scene, but the bits just kind of keep going and you have to tell the story to get to the end. Um, but overall, like I keep saying, uh, not as a global pandemic, but uh, it's it's the spirit of the Muppets. It's, uh, it's nice to see the Muppets being the Muppets again. Um, because I feel like a lot of times we do see the Muppets, but they're not, like, true to their character. Or they're playing somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, no, I completely agree. I thought it was a lot of fun. It, it felt like a classic Muppet personalities, or the classic Muppets personalities, pushed forward to 2020 or 2019 when they filmed it. And mm -hmm. uh, it was interesting to realize that it was improv for one, but also directed and recorded a year ago, which I'm assuming there are parts of the improv, probably quite a bit of them that we ended up not seeing. Oh and, yeah. And so I'm curious how that all played out and worked out. Um, I thought for the most part, really well done. Loved Swedish Chef. I thought that was one of the funniest things because it was like my favorite. Let's take Swedish Chef. My favorite. Let's take Food. Swedish Chef. 
and put him on the Food Network, which I think needs to happen next. Like, I think he's been a guest star once or twice for something, but I want to see, like, saying, Swedish Chef Bobby Food Play. Network. Yeah, Ooh. totally. But that would be chopped. great. Chopped. <laughs> he would just or show up with his cleaver and start chopping game. everything. Um, that, would be, would, that would be really funny. Uh, we got that. a question from Busman101. Who is your favorite Muppet? I think this is definitely worth throwing in real quick. Yes. Uh, Jenny, would you go first, please? Um, oh, I have two. But if I had to choose one, um, my favorite Muppet is the Swedish Chef. Good choice. Good choice. And Katie? Food. That's true. Uh, mine, I always, I have like a core favorite, but uh, my core favorite is Beaker. Because Excellent choice. I so like like he, go back and forth. Like I'm bad also things, hmm. bad things happen. And I'm just like, <laughs> like all the time. There you go. And, and Mr. Like, Naps, who could your favorite? Be? I like Kermit. Oh, say it isn't so. Anybody remember when Kermit yeah. used to be on the Geeks Corner set? There was a painting for quite yes. some time. That is true. Uh, uh, I, so, are you guys looking forward to the next episode of Muppets Now? Yeah. I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm curious to see what other segments there could be. I think it's cool. Um, or who else? Right? Uh, the the segment that Kermit did this week, the the one where he interviews, I'm forgetting what it was called, but um, different Muppets are hosting that in different weeks. So I think Miss Piggy does one. Okay. I saw Fozzie's doing one, and I'm, I'm intrigued by that, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, Luca was announced by Pixar this last week as its June release for 2021. And uh, we learned a little bit about what it's going to be. I will read very quickly the Luca description and then we'll talk about it. Does that sound good? Yeah. Uh, so it says, set in a beautiful seaside town on the Italian Riviera, the original animated feature is a coming of age story about one young boy experiencing an unforgettable summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Lucas shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the water's surface. That almost sounded like the Twilight Zone. It does. Like, as I was reading it, I'm like, but he held a secret right, in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's some artwork that we've got up on the site that's that's actually quite lovely. And uh, what did you guys think as you saw this, read this, all of that jazz? You should have seen my face when I read the description. I was like, gelato, pasta, cool. Sounds and then I was good. like, I'm Sounds sorry, good. what? Sea monster? Uh, it really, like, I literally, I was alone reading it. I went, uh, but... I love that it is uh, directed by the brains behind La Luna because uh, I beautiful. think La Luna is a beautiful, yes. beautiful short. Yep. Uh, yep. And so I think that that beauty is going to shine through. Um, and then it is produced by the brains behind Lava and Cars 3, yeah. which I also really enjoy. Lots uh, of heart. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, you could have written anything Pixar and I would have been like, great. Um, because I also like cars too. So sue me. Um, and I, yeah, I, 
am really, really excited. And I think that with Italy as a backdrop, it's just going to be beautiful. You throw a sea monster in, you throw a cryptid, I'm in. Jenny. Um, I love gelato. And I love pasta. And adventures. And I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about sea monsters. Um, it could have been another what sea what it's going to look like. I'm picturing it's going to look like a dinosaur. Okay. Like a sea snake or something like, but like dinosaur. A serpent. I don't know why. Serpent-y thing. Okay. I also just like, as we've discussed before, I love dinosaurs. So I am the opposite of Katie. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. So I am ready to see whatever that looks like. But if if the sea monster does not eat gelato, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, what if the sea monster eats gelato as a little boy? Because mm. I have a feeling it's like when the sea monster is on land, he just looks like a normal little boy or whatever. And, and then mm. when they go swimming, suddenly there's this transformation. <laughs> I would and love to see a Dragon-esque adventure. Yes. That'd be cute. With like, gelato. With gelato and pasta. Um, I, I do think it, Katie was completely right, though, reading the description, because I will admit when I was posting the article, I was reading it, and I'm like, this sounds very sweet, but I don't know how compelling it is. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, where is this going? It's not hooking me. Like, I love the setting. I'm all for this. This just sounds very generic. And they're like, oh, sea monster. Uh-huh. I, uh, okay, I'm... I, I'm in I'm intrigued now. And uh do you think my big question is do you think we're going to see what the sea monster looks like in the trailers at any point or will we have to wait till we're in the theater? I would love if they made us wait. I think they should make us wait. I do too. Like traditionally that's how Pixar would do things, but now I'm like I mean, they could change it. Everything's changed now. I would I think that uh, because they have said that there's a sea monster, I think that they're going to put it in the trailers. But I personally would love if if we do see it in the trailers, we only see like glimpses or, or shadow. Whatever. We never see like the it whole like thing. swims by like really quickly yeah. through a scene or like uh, yeah. like the Steven Spielberg approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like yeah. Jaws, how yeah. with Jaws music and <laughs> because the shark didn't work, they had to get creative, and they're like, uh, menacing mm-hmm. shark. Well, and I feel like they could take some really creative approaches to marketing this because you could go for that. Like, you could probably with this movie make trailers for the like the Italian love story, you know, that really flowery summer movie, or yeah. you could do the really spooky jaws type thing or you can do a little twilight zone type thing like you can come at it from many different approaches and nobody's gonna have a clue what the movie's really about which is what i think pixar's marketing does at its best um when they're when they're on their a game and uh bailey's asking what if it's nessie's italian cousin um i would love that whoops i put katie up instead of bailey um but i think that would be the coolest thing ever is if it set up a movie with Loch Ness Monster in the future. I mean, if you're going to have a sequel, you might as well have it with the Loch Ness Monster, right? I but agree. then do we tie it to, like, Brave as well? Like, yeah. It's all connected. Like, perfect. 
So I, I think I think that would be a brilliant plan. Uh, so with the very very little that we know about it right now, we've got Soul coming up hopefully later this year, <laughs> and then we have now Luca. Of the two, which one are you more looking forward to at this moment? Soul. I am too. Yeah. Other than the food. <laughs> oh, because there's no gelato and pasta in Seoul. Yeah, like. Do you think I, there's gonna be gnocchi in Seoul, or in Luca? Maybe, but I, I, I feel hope like gnocchi in both, because I'm just craving gnocchi now. But... I, I feel yeah, like it would be good. a great opportunity for them to rebrand some of the uh, Garden or Paradise Gardens eatery <gasps> over at Disney California Adventure, because you could totally just lean into the italian thing make it a luca's place whatever you want to call it and like we'll be happy to eat there you I can really idea. make it gorgeous and okay ready okay listen ready mm -hmm. you're not ready for this no so imagine okay paradise Art, the, mm -hmm. the sicily um sicily yeah uh Imagine, okay, um, say they serve Italian food, say they specialize in, I don't know, pizza, okay, they call it, get ready for it, pizza umau mau. Mm hmm I miss DCA 1.0, let me have this. You, you can have it, but but you're probably Pizza's the only Italian. one. Italian. Yes. Okay. Pizza Mau Mau. I get that that's not Italian, but I actually have a feeling there's going to be <laughs> some really cute name of the village or something, or oh, for sure. like there's going to be some connection point where it's like, oh, I mean, I, I just feel like if at this point, if I were in charge, I would be thinking, what is an easy way to bring Luca into the park? You can bring characters in over at the uh, the gazebo, then super easy, and you just make that whole corner. Luca themed. I agree. I also think that that is the corner of the park that's like desperately needing theming because yeah. it it was kind of good, uh, and then Pixar Pier happened, and so now it's like this weird cutoff of like, where am I? This is technically Paradise Gardens Park, which fit better in Paradise Pier. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. I think that they'll use the chance to retheme it. Well, and and they could really just connect it to Pixar Pier. Like they could make it the last a new neighborhood in Pixar Pier, and then it still connects to the rest of the park. And uh, I think that'd be cool. It got so quiet. I thought my internet froze. No, it didn't. We just I got really think, quiet. I think uh, it was because you guys were so stunned at Pizza Mau Mau. We were very stunned. All right, uh, we are running out of time though. So, Katie, what should they do? Shootadapsmagic.com. Check out all the Disney and geek news as it happens. While you're there, you can click on a little button that says Geeks Corner. You can find all of our shenanigans for the past decade. Ah. Soon, yes. Jenny, what else should they be doing? Um, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter, we're fancier. We are the Geeks Corner. On Instagram, we are just Geeks Corner. Why? Is I don't know. Why not? because we like and to be weird and you've got some fun stuff happening over there so yeah make sure we have wacky out. wednesdays you know like find out weird facts that these two are going to say about themselves mm -hmm. they that don't even know true. what they're going to say we never we do ever. 
that is absolutely true um and make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel so that you don't miss any of the videos that we have going up i believe this week we will be having a new video of living with the land going up along with maybe i discovered another animazement video that might have to go up and wow. we're always looking for the best animazement video to animaze you guys but uh that is all the time we have for you this week so we will see you around the corner bye <laughs> bye <laughs>